0: That's no moon.
1: From Coruscant Way and World Drive, you're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We are catching up on the parks news today, as well as talking about the old Disney shows and specials we grew up with as kids. It'll be fun. Yes. All right. The Mouse droid is brought to you in part by you, our Patreon network, or our, our Station network Patreon subscribers. Head on over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station. And at the $1 level, you can get into our Patreon exclusive Slack team, where we source a lot of the things we talk about on our various shows.
0: Yes, That's a lot f- of them. It's fun. And we're currently talking about Galaxy's Edge.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> that we are. Yeah. Uh, Hey, what have we been up to, Nancy? Parks and. Disney-wise.
0: Uh, well, we had our last trip to food and wine. Aww. We, uh, got our, some last dishes. I got my last La Passion martini slush of the year. Aww. Very sad. And, uh, we saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy.
1: Always a great act. They
0: really are. They come every year, and they're always the last act of food and wine. I think that's their, uh... That's their thing.
1: <laughs> I, hey, it works for me.
0: It does. And we also went to Hollywood Studios uh, to get just a small taste of the holiday holiday decor.
1: We're gonna need to go back and see the new laser light show they're running on Hollywood or uh, Sunset.
0: Yeah, Boulevard. they did it last year. Um, so I'm eager to see well, what they They changed. did the projection
1: show last year. Right. They added a bunch of laser effects this oh, year.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm eager to see it. It, it seems like it'll, it, it. I liked it a lot last year. Yeah. I agree. Um, it, it doesn't make up for the Osborne lights, but
1: nothing it, will.
0: It, it adds a little bit. But I love the, the decor there, especially with the ornaments and the Echo Lake and Gertie with the Santa hat. No. It's very cute.
1: Gertie uh, with the Santa hat is very cute.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we're going to have to visit all of the parks because all of the decor is going up now. And I believe the uh, uh, Christmas parties are happening in earnest.
1: That they are. <laughs> uh, hey, let's just dive into some Star Wars news off the bat. Uh, yes. We got directors for The Mandalorian. We did. I'm uh, we um,
0: very excited about one in particular. That
1: would be uh, Taika Waititi.
0: Yes, of Thor Ragnarok fame. Uh, my favorite movie of 2017 i think i can safely say i
1: think i agree with that yeah
0: sorry the last jedi
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh dave feloni is also among the uh list of names yes
0: um and i can't remember the other two but i know one of them uh directed episodes of jessica jones so that's exciting uh, uh i've got
1: the uh, list right here okay. um uh, Dave Filoni, Taika Waititi, Bryce Dallas Howard, Rick Fumiyiwa and uh, Deborah Chow.
0: Oh, yes, that's that is her name. So that looks exciting. We still don't really know what it's about. Um, there have been some reports that Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano have been cast, but that has not been confirmed by Star yeah, Wars not or f- Lucas. Not
1: one. official, official yet. But uh, once the trades start saying it, it's probably going to happen.
0: It's probably going to happen. But just to point out, Variety did report that there was going to be a Boba Fett movie direct, or directed by James Mangold. Well, that
1: one might have actually been on the way, but... <laughs> it might
0: but... have been on the way, but it wasn't. Which so. is why
1: it's not official What's until really... it's on StarWars.com.
0: Exactly. But what is interesting, though, is that apparently they've been filming already, so... It's, but they haven't announced cast members yet. So if they're just now saying, reporting that Pedro Pascal is going to be the lead, what have they been filming until now? (laughs) Well, here's my theory. Uh huh.
1: They're only doing pickup shots, and the lead of The Mandalorian is not actually The Mandalorian.
0: Hmm. That would be an interesting approach. I I think so. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, so, uh, directors for that, that's very cool. And another bit of, uh, star wars live action streaming news cassian andor will be getting a live action tv series
0: very exciting
1: that, that time period is one i enjoy
0: it is uh, though cassian was a very awesome character for rogue one and if you uh have gotten the chance to do the secrets of the empire vr experience you'll know that he is the person who sends you on a mission and he is very great in that role, and it made me think, like, oh, man, I'm sad I didn't get to see him in more Star Wars, and...
1: Good news, everyone. <laughs> yes. uh, Probably gonna be a while before on this show, though, because um Diego Luna does have to finish up his work on Narcos uh,
0: first. Well, it will be... I- I'm imagining this will be, like, the second show, like, yeah. maybe coming in 2020, so...
1: And, you know, it kind of looks
0: like they're using
1: a mini series format, which I am all in favor of. I think you can do some very interesting storytelling in 10 to 13 episode uh, limited series runs.
0: Yes, I agree. I would like to see lots of different characters have their own shows.
1: Yeah, and uh, speaking, we'll we'll go ahead and dive into the Disney Entertainment news now. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the streaming service, we have a name now. It is es or it, uh, it is called <laughs> Disney Plus, not
0: ESPN Plus. But <laughs> the pricing is supposed to be
1: similar to ESPN Plus, and the that- pricing on ESPN Plus is only five dollars a
0: month. That would be interesting. I don't. I don't know if I see them being that cheap, but Well, I think
1: they're definitely gunning for under ten. Mm, and okay. under ten is a no-brainer subscription. Y-
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, we're we're gonna we're going to subscribe no matter what because of the Star Wars shows. But, mm. you know, a lot of people who subscribe to Netflix and have Amazon Prime, like, they won't be likely to just oh, okay, let's get another streaming service. But if it's that Inexpensive, and you're getting content all the time. Like, I mean, if they stagger the Star Wars shows, so like, I've heard people say, like, the issue why they haven't gotten the CBS All Access for Discovery is because there's Discovery, and that's it,
1: and a bunch of old content that may or may not be of interest to them,
0: right? But if you've got original content coming out all year long on disney plus and not just star wars shows there's gonna be marvel shows and um i imagine they're they're gonna have their own original disney ip content and all of that
1: now what can be what could really sell it is if disney plus is the end of the vault
0: uh oh right
1: if you can suddenly get access to all sorts of old disney content yeah uh that they keep locked away and only release every now and then then it becomes a huge steal at under ten dollars
0: yeah because they um they uh put a bunch of disney movies on netflix when they had that one deal Before they started, you know, planning the streaming service, but they didn't put every film on there. Um, And, I mean, they they would still be able to sell the Blu-rays with a lot of extras and everything and just have the movie itself on the streaming service. Mm -hmm. So, people would still collectors would still get their favorites on blu-ray
1: yeah and if they can also uh remaster and make a bunch of old television content Uh, available again then it uh, again it's another huge benefit ad
0: over under on them putting song of the south (laughs) on the streaming service uh
1: whatever whatever the over under is set to i'm taking the under
0: (laughs) what other movies would they never put up there
1: uh, there's probably a lot of old World War II propaganda they'll never put on there. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Holiday special. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine if they did, though? Oh, man. <gasps> they should do a new holiday special for Disney+. Plus.
1: I've been saying they should be doing a new holiday special for the last three years.
0: They should be. But, like, 2019, like, that's when the, they can do one for episode nine. Come on. Do it.
1: Do it. Do it.
0: Oscar can sing. Daisy can sing. Come
1: on. Well, and we also have a lot of news of content that is coming to this streaming service. Yes. Uh, we started off by hearing uh, there's going to be an Imagineer docuseries that's coming to Disney Plus, and I am very much looking forward to that I one. I haven't
0: heard about that.
1: Uh, yeah, so pretty much what it is, it's a limited run documentary series mm-hmm. all about uh, the Imagineering department. Oh, that's um, cool. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Iger announced that during the quarterly earnings conference call where he tends to drop a lot of news. Yeah. Uh, A lot of this podcast today is from that. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be a behind-the-scenes look at Walt Disney Imagineering uh, that uh, will debut on the streaming service. Um, they are going to be stories they've never told before, images they've never shared, and it's going to be a rare look uh, into what is normally a pretty secretive organization.
0: That is really cool. I... One of the things I hope they do on the streaming service is all of like the show the specials that they put on like the Travel Channel or like the Discovery Channel about the parks. Like I would love to see those. Oh
1: yeah, just if I could have that just a channel on that streaming service that's just the behind the scenes yeah. documentary stuff. Because that would that would entertain me,
0: especially for the ones that are forever. old. Yes. Kind are like 2005 era or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that would be so much fun. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, very cool. Um, there's a lot of Marvel stuff coming. Yeah. Uh, Loki series has been confirmed coming for uh, Disney+. And
0: it's also confirmed that Tom Hiddleston is going to be in it, which begs a lot of questions about when this is going to take place and where this is going to take place and what is going to be the plot. Because <laughs> if you've seen Infinity War, uh, Loki's status is currently deceased
1: exceedingly deceased but
0: uh loki has been known to resurrect himself before um and we don't know what's going to come in avengers 4 so uh
1: let's see uh not confirmed but variety reports that winter soldier and falcon are slated to get their own disney plus i am uh, series as well
0: all about this mm-hmm. um definitely uh the other one that they that was rumored that they didn't confirm was scarlet witch which would also be interesting
1: I, yeah i think that could be really good i
0: yeah same i i liked her a lot in infinity war and look forward to more of her uh
1: the nutcracker in the four realms released and bombed critically
0: <laughs> i that movie looks weird <laughs> and i don't know if it needed to be <laughs> like it just seemed like a hot mess
1: yeah yeah it uh and the reviews bear out that it was indeed a hot mess
0: yeah um it seemed really weird that they put this out in november um and not christmas
1: like intentional to stay out of the way of mary poppins i think
0: right but i mean like if they if they had confidence in this one like it, it just seemed very much like okay we're gonna push this out and then have Mary Poppins come out.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so that'll be a red box pickup. Yes. Uh, Disney moves the Frozen 2 release date up five days to November 22nd, 2019.
0: <laughs> That's weird. Happy
1: holidays next year.
0: Oh, is that Thanksgiving next year?
1: Yeah. Hmm. So probably moved it up five days to also get out of the way of episode nine a little bit.
0: Uh, yes. Well, huh. October... Oh no! Thanksgiving next year is on the tw- is on the twenty eighth because of the ah. way the, the cause November first is on a Friday, so it's coming out the week before thanksgiving okay that's gonna make a crap ton of money
1: yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's gonna make a lot of money yes uh and yeah that's it for the entertainment news now strap in we have got a lot of Disney parks and <laughs> resort news for you today. Yeah. Uh, we start with the Skyliner cables that are being installed to the latest transportation edition at the Walt Disney World Resort, and Nancy will never go on it.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, no. Even if I saw, didn't see it under construction, no. <laughs> I don't even like going on the monorail.
1: So the Skyliner just totally out of the question for you?
0: No. No.
1: Never gonna happen. Uh-uh. Uh we have a new entrance and exit at Hollywood Studios and thank god for it.
0: Yeah, the I mean they still have some kinks to work out as far as like the because cars cross in front of yeah. where you come in, but um it seems like it's going to be so much easier,
1: especially exiting the park.
0: Yeah, like I mean, we- uh, when
1: you uh, especially at the end of the day, um you're not going to need to worry about that traffic crossing there because no one's entering. And now the exit just dumps right onto the highway instead of having to play that game with that traffic light.
0: Yeah, we exited the other day when we went to the park and it was so easy. Like we just literally went out the row, merged into the exit lane, which merged into Osceola Parkway. Uh,
1: Hollywood Studios had far and away the worst traffic management of any park at the Disney World Resort. It was not good. It The new setup is so, so, so much better. And
0: they're going to need it. Yeah, they will need it.
1: Uh, let's see. And construction is about to begin on a new to- hotel tower by the Swan and Dolphin. Swan and Dolphin, for our money, is the best bang for your buck hotel on the resort. Uh, So, yay. Additional I, rooms there.
0: But I'm sad because now we won't be able to call it the Swalfin anymore.
1: I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Swalfin.
0: Uh...
1: Here's where we get into the big parks news. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Today, uh, Destination Disney, uh, presented by D23, happened where uh, President Bob Chapek uh, of the Parks and Resorts um, announced a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Yes. What I didn't even know what the thing was today that they were
1: uh, having. Just uh, whatever Destination Disney is, something okay. we're not invited to. <laughs> I'd love to go, but we're never invited. Uh, let's see. Um, the Wonderful World of Animation will be a new evening show at Hollywood Studios. New projections, uh, uh, it's a new projection show that will journey through 90 years of Disney animation.
0: So, is this, I'm wondering, is this going to replace the Star Wars projection show or be an addition to it?
1: Well, they kind of run things on rotation now, so I'm wondering if it's just something else that's going to be in the lineup.
0: Yeah. Because they, um... Because I know they have the the Christmas thing, um, but they have off. They also have Fantasmic. Um, it might be like a a projection show, and then also have the Star Wars show. Or the Star Wars show might go away once Galaxy's Edge opens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might want to try to be more immersive once yeah, Galaxy's it, Edge opens.
1: Possible, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. And uh, also in Hollywood Studios, they announced that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will open in fall of 2019. So that is the ride that is taking place, uh, the, the place of um, the uh, Great Movie Ride.
1: I still miss the Great Movie Ride. Me too. Oh,
0: But this will be fun.
1: Uh, the Ratatouille Ride at Epcot officially has a name, and it is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure.
0: That's... A okay. mouthful. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh,
1: and it's important to point out that uh, this new ride is not overtaking anything that's already there. It is new construction.
0: Yes. Thank goodness. Is. Yes.
1: Uh, a new Circle Vision film is coming to China at Epcot.
0: And also, the O Canada film will be getting an update.
1: Aww. So we have to
0: say goodbye to Martin Short.
1: Oh. Who will they get? Celine Dion
0: is celine dion here (laughs) no (laughs) she's not not here (laughs) maybe they'll get ryan reynolds isn't he canadian
1: he is canadian that could work (laughs) i'm down for that he's uh, he's showing up in all sorts of unexpected places these days
0: i mean yeah he is right deadpool is owned by disney now (laughs) sure is sure is (laughs) Uh,
1: Beauty and the Beast. A Beauty and the Beast sing along is coming to France. This will be taking place inside of the uh, Impressions de France uh, theater.
0: No, it's not.
1: I thought it was.
0: It no, it's not taking over Impressions de France because I would be having throwing a. Fit. Where are they
1: doing it then? I
0: don't know. I guess they're building a different one. But I saw a tweet that said this is not. This is in addition to okay. Impressions de France because I would be throwing a fit right now. If that was the case.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I
0: love impression. Impression. I'm.
1: I'm wondering if there's some additional construction that's going on by the ride structure. Yeah. Probably.
0: Also, now I'm wondering if the Beauty and the Beast show at Hollywood Studios will be going away.
1: You know that one has been running for so long. I'm honestly surprised it's still there. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's and it seems kind of weird to have two different beauty and the beast shows at two different parks it seems like that would be ripe for an update
1: so mm, yeah Lost stay tuned state. on that one yeah uh where were we oh yes um reflections at disney lakeside lodge with a nature focus is coming to the bay lake area
0: that's very uh isn't this a disney uh vacation club hotel
1: uh it's general hotel but with dvc options okay uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for another place to stay, you have another option. <laughs>
0: There's a billion of them. That
1: there are. Uh, the Illuminations update, uh, we got some details on that. It's going to be about Disney music across the world, and it looks to be projection heavy. I did see some screen caps uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter. It looks like they're going to be using some sort of vehicle similar to what they use for the Animal Kingdom shows, where the there are screens on the vehicles, uh. and they're projected onto it. which kind of works because it's kind of hard to make out anything that's happening on that globe that currently is there
0: yeah um yeah i um this doesn't really bother me because illuminations as it is right now is not like fireworks heavy <laughs> and the stuff you see like with on the globe and everything it's really hard to see unless you're right up it's at
1: really the, like, old led technology yeah
0: so i think they could they could do a really cool show with like the projection technology that they have right now.
1: I'm going to miss the hell out of the current music though. I will. Now last.
0: I um I actually, you know, I was very annoyed about the idea of Happily Ever After and how it focused so much on projections, but we we've seen it now several times from the Polynesian Hotel, which is across the lake. And I think it is just as effective even if you can't see the castle. So uh, my opinions on the projection shows have softened. However, I don't like them as a replacement for fireworks. Agreed. I like them as an enhancement for fireworks shows. But like the reason I like Happily Ever After is because it's huge fireworks still.
1: Yep. Uh, so this show is slated to begin in 2020. Yes. Uh, the current Illuminations ends in fall 2019, which means this is the last year you can get the holiday tag with yeah, Illuminations. So gotta go. go if you've never seen it. And
0: they're gonna have a show in between.
1: And this is a really interesting one,
0: like about Epcot music, which yeah. which is kind of fun.
1: Yeah. The show is called Epcot Forever, and we will uh, revisit uh, old Epcot's songs like uh, tomorrow's child that's that's kind of cool yeah i think so i'm I like i'm looking forward to seeing that
0: i like the the focus on disney music i mean obviously it's what people love to hear <laughs> yeah. and while i love the illuminations music and hope they create a new song as like the signature soundtrack i it'll be cool to hear old disney music yeah absolutely mm-hmm uh
1: January 18th will bring Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration to Magic Kingdom.
0: What is this?
1: I don't know. I couldn't find details <laughs> on it.
0: Is it like a parade or a party? Uh, let's see or... if I can find I anything. I thought it was a it. par parade. Surprise.
1: Mickey and Minnie surprise <laughs> celebration, not party, surprise celebration. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a uh, Disney Parks post on it.
0: Uh, oh, they, this came out, uh, I find an article from September, so I guess it's not like super new. Ah, uh,
1: so, from January 18th to September 30th, Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration will feature new food, merchandise, and entertainment, including a new dance party with Mickey, Minnie, and friends.
0: Okay. Move it, shake it, mouths could dance it. That's a, that's a mouthful.
1: That is a mouthful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, shall we get into the meat of these announcements now? Yes! Uh, well, Before we do that, I should point out that uh, there were no um, Future World announcements for Epcot made.
0: No. Which
1: is kind of surprising because they made a big deal about it at the last d23 yeah that uh future world was going to get a lot of love
0: i'm guessing they don't have stuff to announce i think they announced some stuff about the um about the uh guardians roller coaster i know they had the the ride vehicle but um they might just be not Ready to announce stuff, or they want to focus on Galaxy's Edge first?
1: Which is <laughs> <I>, smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh But speaking of Galaxy's Edge,
0: yeah. I'll oh, speak about it,
1: boy, we got some great stuff today. We did. Uh, so this was announced both at the Destination Disney event, uh, as well as an exclusive with Entertainment Weekly. Uh, but John Williams is composing the area music for Galaxy's Edge, and holy cow, the little two and a half minute uh, video they gave us was amazing. Do you
0: remember when I? I think I said something. I don't know. Remember if it was on the podcast or just while we were talking about a Galaxy's Edge, and I mentioned. I'm not sure. I understand. Like, Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Wow. And I mentioned, like, Star Wars area music, and we were just like, oh my god, that's gonna be amazing. And I think there was a report of someone, I think, or maybe it would just might have been us just, like spitballing who would be doing area music I, I think there
1: may have been a rumored report that michael giaccino and john williams were doing it but right. this was the first we'd gotten confirmation that john williams was doing the area music and not
0: just confirmation actual music
1: actual music and holy cow
0: yeah.
1: uh this music is just a crazy amazing blend of star wars dna and disney parks area music dna yeah and it works to a degree i didn't think was possible and i was not prepared for it
0: is really good i i mean it's too short to like make a loop right now but when galaxy's edge opens and people get that area music on youtube i'm gonna freaking listen to that all the time while i'm writing <laughs> Oh. I mean, I just want to go and sit there. Like, yeah. Oh,
1: so good.
0: It's really good. Listen to the video. And I can't wait to hear the rest. Like, it, for, for those of you who don't know, like, every, every part of the park has area music. And it's usually, like, 45 minutes to an hour long. And it's on loop. So when you go, that it's not like you're hearing the same song all the time. Um, and, like, you can go on YouTube and search for epcot area music or tomorrowland area music like every section of the park has their own music so this is basically going to be 45 minutes of new star wars music composed by john williams oh my for god for a theme park for a theme park <laughs> Um, Spare it, no expense <laughs> when,
1: I, when I heard this music mm-hmm. It suddenly became real yeah. That this was happening And there was a video that went along with it That was this uh, bird's eye view Through the current stages of construction Yeah, And oh my god This place looks incredible Right I I have a feeling I'm going to walk in and just start I'm watching start, it right now I have a feeling I'm going to walk in and I'm just going to start bawling
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean you cried when we saw hogwarts and diagon alley and this is star wars
1: Uh, oh my goodness (laughs) yeah go check out the video if you have not seen it yet uh because it's more than just the music it is an amazing preview of the park
0: i am so let me ask you a question are you glad that it's opening in Disneyland first?
1: Yes. Okay, me it's too. It's going to take some of the pressure off here.
0: <laughs> me too. And I'm like, I go back and forth. Like, sometimes I'm like, ah, they're going to get it first, and they're going to get all the fun, exclusive opening things. They're
1: going to get all the kinks out.
0: They're. I'm like, they're going to get, like, all the stars going there to open, and I'm like, but everyone is going to go there in the summer to see it first, we have enough traffic as it is. Mm-hmm. We don't need a park op- a park opening at Christmas first to have everyone oh, come in. Can
1: you imagine?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I don't know if I. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we'll see how long it takes for us to be able to go. We might not be able to go for a while.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But that's the that's the beauty of living nearby. Is that we can go whenever we want, and we can just go and walk around and not worry about going I mean, on the rides. I you know,
1: my plan is I'm just going to bring in my laptop with me, uh huh, and I'm just going to sit down and me work yeah. while just soaking it all in. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing.
0: I mean, I would imagine, I mean, I want to go on the rides right away. I don't know if that's going to be <laughs> feasible, but... Um, we we're, we'll, we're, we're gonna try. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, what's
1: oh, next? So good. Uh, also, in this Entertainment Weekly piece, and uh, Disney Parks blog also has it on their site now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they previewed new renderings of the hotel, uh-huh. and gave little details of how it would work. They'd be mimicking shuttle rides from a space station to the bat the Batuu surface.
0: That's gonna be so weird.
1: I know. <laughs> Uh, they previewed the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride, and it looks like I was correct. It's got kind of a mission space thing going on yep. where uh, you interact You're with all the controls.
0: buttons.
1: And you get to walk through the Falcon and uh, go <laughs> the shark table, and oh, God,
0: it's amazing. I wonder how many they're going to have to build, though.
1: Uh, they're going to have to build a ton.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's a small space. It's not like, you know, you can just shove 64 people in one theater. mm <laughs> Uh, so good. And then the other ride is Rise of the Resistance. Which Finally got a
1: name ha- for this
0: one. Yeah, and they haven't been... I, I think they were. we were calling it Escape from the First Order, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems the concept, but it looks like you're going to be able to, like walk through the star destroyer
1: the video for this one Uh is amazing because it showed a little scene of some first order officers walking through uh walking through this ship and this was shot in the attraction yeah hallways computer banks yeah and then there's one scene to, there's one scene towards the end where uh on the bridge of this ship the first order or the uh, resistance drops out from hyperspace. Yeah. I th- I recall a while ago there was a major casting call mm-hmm. that was put out mm-hmm. for Galaxy's Edge. I think a lot of it is for this ride. It looks like the actors are a part of the attraction. And if that's the case, they may be creating the most Immersive ride experience ever. And I can't wait to see what it ultimately is. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Uh so yeah, in the rise of the resistance attraction, this is from Entertainment Weekly. Guests will experience what it's like to be caught in the crossfire of a deep space battle between the first order and the X-Wing Dog Fighters of the Resistance. Sign me up.
0: One hundred million percent. Oh my god.
1: A little more news. Uh, The ride experiences from Galaxy's Edge will follow you throughout the day and be powered by the Play Disney Parks app. So your interactions with the park and the cast members can be influenced by by what you do on the rides. And this is all an opt-in experience via the app. That's that's important. That's really
0: good because I, you know, I thought this, it sounded like a great idea, but like Just, like, I mean, there are times we're going to go there, and we're just going to want to chill. We're not going to want to, like, be involved. And, like, just as far as, like, ADA issues go, like, Disney is usually really good about making everything accessible to everyone. And something like this could be really um, difficult for, you know young kids like really really young kids you know who are just like i don't understand (laughs) or like or kids with sensory issues so i think it's really good that it gives you the opportunity to opt in or out
1: yeah so i i still wonder about the mechanics though like does the app interact with your magic band which is a far field rfid thing that helps the park and cast members interact Maybe. with you.
0: I don't know. We haven't done the Disney Play. We haven't used the Disney Play app, so we're not. Sh- I'm not sure how it works. But I think it's. L- I'm not sure. Yeah, we're gonna have to see.
1: <sighs> God, I'm so excited.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I know. Uh, <laughs> Can we go now? I wish. Oh, uh, that's still a year away. I know. Uh, uh. Like, is it sad that like the things I'm most excited for are the cantina and the area music like not even the rides like the rides were going to be great and all well, this but- is
1: when you know you're an annual pass holder <laughs> These are the things annual pass holders get excited for. But we
0: also spent like 30 minutes talking about how Flight of Passage changed our life. Yeah. I think I'm also not as excited about it because I'm hoping that uh, when the park opens, I will be pregnant. So I won't be able to go on the ride. So I'm trying to not get myself excited. So if I get to go in and go for a preview, I won't be like can go all the right I'll be like, can I just go through the line, and then I'll just leave when I'm done. Oh, okay. and then you can go and tell me all about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> good stuff. I'm it, so excited.
0: Me too. I'm gonna go listen to that area music again. That's really good area music. It is.
1: <laughs> all right. Hey, should we jump into our discussion topic this week? The yes. one we've been. Th- Claiming we're going to talk about for like four months.
0: Yes, because we talked about um, how you want all the Disney specials on the Disney Plus. So, so this is timely. It is
1: uh, the Disney specials we grew up with. Yes, and I think uh, I think we all know what we're talking about here. Those VHS tapes that weren't movies. Uh, the uh, the ABC specials um, and uh, those. Uh, weird little odds and ends, uh-huh. stuff that just bored a hole into your brain growing up.
0: I think you had more of this than me because I I didn't really watch a lot of Disney specials when I was a kid. Like I think you just for the fact that your grandmother was a Disney. Disney file. Uh I think you watched a lot of more of these than I did.
1: And my earliest exposure to Disney was the Disneyland Take Home Adventure VHS. (laughs) Where you can can commemorate (laughs) your trip to Disneyland and keep a piece of it with you by buying a VHS tape that just hits all of the big things at Disneyland.
0: (laughs) You still have this?
1: I don't. Uh, Uh, Is it on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Okay. But this was a tape my grandmother had that I borrowed all the time <laughs> and it's just a day in disneyland uh, and it's one of my favorite things it's on youtube i watch it every now and then when i just need a little pick me up because it takes me to a takes me to a nice happy place uh, um and going along with that was the disney sing-along the disneyland sing-along song special another vhs tape i grew up with yeah uh if you've ever seen one of those uh, Disney sing-along song VHSs, yeah, just imagine one of those, but set in Disneyland. And yeah. it's great. Right. Uh, something else I love are the park opening specials that uh-huh. I've made you watch.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, those are interesting. We watched the Epcot one and the uh, Hollywood Studios, or I'm sorry, MGM. the MGM Studios one. Uh yeah, they the were cavalcade
1: a thing. of celebrity guests.
0: Did we I we didn't we watch one for Animal Kingdom. Did they have? Uh, one?
1: I don't know if they had one for Animal Kingdom. Aww. I'll have to go check. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Epcot one was hosted by Danny Kaye. It yeah. featured notable guests such as uh, Drew Barrymore. Right. Um. Oh, which astronaut? Alan Shepard. Alan Shepard. <laughs> uh. Yeah marie osmond
0: yeah uh i don't remember the other people
1: the uh the the mgm studios one was a was a trip though yeah oh.
0: <laughs> had john ritter which was which was sad
1: and susan summers
0: suzanne suzanne summers, suzanne summers. uh who's the other guy on there the guy from night court who's also dead right yes didn't he pass away
1: he, he did that's very harry, harry something
0: harry anderson yes
1: harry anderson Ah, uh just holy crap yeah they, they are they are a delightful time capsule and the best thing is if you watch them on youtube they're com- uh the mgm one is complete with you with uh commercials from
0: the oh special. that's right they were oh man commercials was... from
1: 1989 oh, that's man. good stuff yeah and of course there were the uh the TGIF specials
0: okay so the one I did watch all the time was the um Full House one <laughs> it was uh so dumb
1: <laughs> let's give a rundown of some of the dumb things that happened in this special
0: okay so full house um they di- uh, the the th- what was the premise i think it was they were doing wake up san francisco there or recording stuff there joey and jesse were doing their radio show there from
1: a bathysphere
0: yeah <laughs> Inside the living seas, I think, and then um, so Michelle was crowned princess for the day and started acting like a little brat. Um, and then she like ran off, and DJ and Stephanie were like, and Kimmy were like, "Oh my god, I lost DJ because, or I lost Stephanie because not Stephanie, I lost Michelle because of course Kimmy came along." Uh, Danny proposed to Vicky. Which didn't go anywhere because then she left the show. Um, there was a whole subplot about DJ missing Steve, which was hilarious because...
1: metatextual she, commentary time. Yeah,
0: because she saw Steve as Aladdin and Steve, Scott Wagner, was the voice of Aladdin. <laughs> so, yes, it was very, very funny and I... I, there's a scene where Danny was, like, trying to propose to Vicky, and he keeps getting distracted. Um, he was in the Living Seas restaurant, like, trying to propose to her. Um, and then he was trying to propose to her in front of the Germany Pavilion. So whenever I go walk by the Germany Pavilion, I think of them, like, dancing around with the Bavarian dancers. Although there's a lot more empty space on the uh, Full House sh- special so yeah i watched a lot of.
1: That. i mean uh tgif would just regularly take its I believe shows that to disney world step
0: by step also step by went step there. did one
1: um family matters went there
0: I don't remember that one.
1: Uh, Urkel became Stefan and was a big deal.
0: Oh, of course. At
1: Disney World. Of
0: course. Oh, my God.
1: Sabrina the Teenage Witch I, celebrated the opening of Animal I Kingdom. I do
0: not remember that. I saw that on the show notes, and I was like, what the hell? I do not remember that. And I'm, uh,
1: you know what? I have to go look and see if there's a list of TGIF Disney <sighs> Park specials. I'm sure there there's is. There's got to be. Oh, man. Uh Buzzfeed has it, of course. Every sitcom in the 90s (laughs) went to Disney World. Oh, no. Uh, Let's see. Yep. They mentioned Full House. Uh uh, Step by Step. Uh Family Matters. Boy Meets World, of course. Boy Meets World.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Uh, Blossom went there. Uh, Serena the Teenage Witch. Roseanne. Uh, Yeah. So every show went to Disney World Mm -hmm. at some point. Excellent marketing they had there. Yeah. Uh, Robert Yoakam on Twitter also pointed out one that I had growing up, Mickey's Christmas Carol.
0: Did you make me watch this?
1: No, I didn't make you watch this one.
0: Oh, um, one did you, oh you make me watch The Muppets yes, Carol. Yes, yeah,
1: Muppets Christmas Carol. I think I have watched this, though. Uh, but Mickey's Christmas Carol was an actual animated feature film ah. uh, that was just uh, retelling a Christmas Carol uh, with... Disney characters. Oh, I
0: don't think I saw this.
1: Uncle Scrooge was
0: uh Scrooge.
1: Ebenezer Scrooge. Of course. Uh of Mickey course. was uh, Bob Cratchit. And who were th- who were the spirits? Um I don't know. He mentioned the
0: Pete Grim Reaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh uh Pete was the Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. Uh oh, Goofy was um his business partner, Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley.
0: That that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: and yeah, it was,
0: it was actually a rather clever, uh, rather clever
1: little adaptation, worth watching. Okay. Um, yeah, I had that one growing up. Watched it all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, are there any other specials you remember?
0: I okay. I had a list, but it's no longer here. So now I'm wondering where it was. Was it on a different show notes? Because I had a whole, or did I? Nope i know where it is
1: it's on your phone in your notes app
0: i think that's right yep i made a list
1: Uh, you're exceptionally good at (laughs) that okay
0: so i mentioned the full house episode which uh so we we talked about that um so one thing i watched a lot and i believe it was on tv and i don't know why because i've never really been interested in this person and i've never been interested in this person later but the davy crockett movie oh oh yeah the davy crockett movie i don't know why i liked it i don't remember anything about it but i remember all i remember is that i liked it
1: (laughs) (sighs) i totally forgot about that Yeah.
0: yeah i yeah davy crockett king of the wild frontier is a 1955 live action walt disney adventure Adventure film starring fess parker as davy crockett i think yeah i i yeah i just remember that song and that's it i don't know why i watched it but i did (laughs) um so the the other thing i watched i added this even though i don't know if it counts because it didn't start on the disney channel but it moved over to the disney channel was kids incorporated (laughs) i loved kids incorporated did you ever watch i never
1: got i never saw kids incorporated Uh, yeah
0: i so i started watching that like in the early days like the original original cast and then like they added all new people. But I was watching the original cast. Stacy Ferguson, aka Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> That's right. Was on Kids Incorporated. Uh Martika was on Kids Incorporated. Uh Mario Lopez started on Kids Incorporated. He was a drummer. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Um this is not a show, but um I'm going to mention it anyway. Um when I was a child I loved reading the babysitters club books by Anna Martin. Hey, I
1: I, I will allow this one because this is And there was
0: a they had super specials which were basically longer books um that were special events. Uh, and the first one was called Babysitters on Board, and it was about them going on a three-day cruise to the Bahamas, and then they had a trip to Disney World after that. And at the time, there were only two parks, Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and um, there was no Disney Cruise Line, so they went on some unnamed cruise ship and then had their uh, – their Land stay.
1: We now uh, call that the land and sea. Yes, package.
0: one of the one of the characters. Her family did a ride on the Empress lily steamboat i think it's one of the things on in disney springs Now, <laughs> um this is where i first learned about the haunted mansion um one of the characters she was like one of the younger sisters was so scared of the ghosts in the the hitchhiking ghosts in the haunted mansion so now every time i go on the haunted mansion and i see the hitchhiking ghosts i think of karen brewer from Baby babysitters club Aww. um yeah like this that was my first real introduction to disney world was actually i think i i might have gone no i had gone because my family went to disney world when i lived in new york and i started reading these after i moved to florida but i i read this book so much that i felt like i knew disney world (laughs)
1: um
0: and they you know they talked about the pirates ride so like it's fun reading it sometimes when i'm like in Disney World, <laughs> um, there's one more thing I want to mention before I get to the big one. Again, I don't think this was a Disney thing, but it had a lot of crossover. Do you? Did you ever watch a show? I can't remember what network it was on. It was called Fairy Tale Theater. Yes, Fairy we, Tale Theater. Yes, I watched that. It was Shelley Duvall, I believe, was the person who. Did all, who was like the producer, um, the one I remember vividly is the one uh, for uh, Cinderella. Matthew Broderick was print was the prince, um, and they had a bunch of other ones, but that was the, that was the one I remembered the most. Uh, probably because Matthew Broderick was in it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you watched that too? Yeah, oh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So the one I watched all the time, and I still watch today because it's on YouTube is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live at Radio City Music Hall. And I've made you watch some of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, Disney created a stage musical out of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and they presented it at Radio City Music Hall. And I believe this was partly responsible for helping save Radio City Music Hall um, because like it was kind of lumbering toward like closing or being torn down and now of course radio city is like you know back in its as it was in its heyday and i believe this is one of the shows that did that um but this was a video i would check out from the video store every single week i would make my parents take me to the video store Get this video and rent it. Because back then, you didn't buy videos. (laughs) And if you could, they weren't available. Like, this wasn't on a video that you could buy. (laughs) I think it was later. And I think they might have, my parents might have bought it for me. But I, I, and I remember when someone didn't return it and I was so upset. (laughs) But basically, like, I don't know why it appealed to me so much. I did not, this, this is my Snow White. I did not ever see, I still have not ever seen the entirety of the animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> I've seen enough parts of it that I think I've seen all of it, but I've never actually sat and watched all of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But I've watched the Radio City version, which is basically a ad- pure adaptation of it. There are some new stuff like in the beginning yeah the the
1: beginning sequence the
0: queens uh like contingent from the country siam comes in (sighs) kind of racist in retrospect
1: it was a different time
0: uh yes this was 1980 so um but this was what i it's so weird because i fell in love with both snow white And the Evil Queen from the show. Like, I loved Snow White. Like, she was so nice. And I, like, wanted to be like her. And she found her prince. And then... But I love the Evil Queen. Like, she was so, like, evil. And the actress who played her was just so good. Um, So, yeah. Like, when people think about Snow White, this is what I think about and you can get the whole thing on YouTube search for snow white live at radio city music hall. Um, It is, it will not disappoint. (laughs) Um, I plan on, you know, showing this to my kid over and over and over when I have one. Um, But yeah, I loved it so much, and I want to watch it again now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Hey, listeners, if you have any specials that you remember growing up with, let us know. Yeah. Because I always love going and revisiting those old things. Uh, Me too. (sighs) So good.
0: (laughs) Uh, We have some listener questions. We
1: do have some listener questions. Uh, Mason asks us, what relatively obscure Star Wars character would you like to see around the park?
0: This Thrawn obscure. (laughs) Or just random chists. chiss, yeah. Random, random chiss,
1: chiss, yeah. Um,
0: I wouldn't mind seeing Vi Maradi from Ooh, Phasma.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be good.
0: Um, any book characters, really?
1: Yeah, any book characters showing up would be great.
0: Yeah, uh, we already know Honda's going to be there. So,
1: yep. Uh, Ross asks, is there any chance the Mandalorian will feature integrate with Galaxy's Edge Black Spire? Uh, I I think it's likely.
0: I don't I would not rule anything out. I would not rule Honestly, I would not rule out episode 9 featuring Batu. Uh,
1: you know. <laughs> I could see that. I
0: mean, I don't know if like they would I don't know if JJ would want to be boxed in, but I mean, I anything that comes out in 2019, I think there's a possibility of it having some connection to Batuu, and even if like episode nine itself doesn't take place there, I can imagine them mentioning Batuu or yeah. like our allies on Batuu or something like.
1: Oh, that. Oh, I'd be shocked if it didn't get name dropped in nine.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh,
1: and finally, Mike. I F- mean, it
0: was it's it's it wasn't name dropped, but um, there was an episode of Resistance where they showed Jaeger's um, a picture of Jaeger with his family, and they're on Batuu. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I I. It's gonna be everywhere and any anywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah. just uh, the the possibility it shows up is high. Right. Uh, Mike asks, how often will you and Nancy be sitting in the cantina just, just chilling out? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good chance if you're there, I mean, you'll find us.
0: The the problem is though, is I they probably will not let you <laughs> because it's going to be so crowded. Yeah. Uh, you will probably we will probably have to actually be eating or consuming beverages to you know get in there
1: i mean i'm not opposed to that
0: but you know if if they have outdoor seating where it's not as strict we will definitely be there oh yeah i mean i'll definitely just be sitting in a bench listening to area music a lot
1: yeah i mean you're gonna find me a galaxy's edge just soaking up the atmosphere all the time
0: i mean i will probably write I don't know how many books at Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) I'll dedicate my first book to Galaxy's Edge.
1: There we go. (laughs) All right. Anything else for you, Nancy? No. Oh, I should mention one other thing we're going to be doing pretty soon, or one thing you're doing tomorrow at uh, the resort. You're doing right around the world.
0: Yes. Uh, This is a thing our... Orlando NaNoWriMo group does every year for National Novel Writing Month. Uh, Our uh, municipal liaisons, Brad and Allie, uh, organize this event where people meet at Disney Springs. We take all the free transportation and go to various locations to write around uh, Disney World. So. I believe the locations this year will be Disney Springs, uh, the Marketplace at Port Orleans, the Polynesian, and the Grand Floridian. So
1: All excellent choices.
0: It's very fun. Um, I, I had grand schemes of doing like right around Disney Springs and right around the boardwalk, like just by myself. But um, I haven't done that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's still time.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh, you and I and a couple friends on December second are going to be at uh, the Twelve Beers of Christmas. Yeah, with Iron be, Chef Morimoto at so Disney exciting. Springs. I'm
0: so excited for that.
1: Can oh, it'll be fun. <laughs>
0: it's an you? Iron Chef. I mean, yes, but I will. I will have to eat before I go because Aww. I'm not a big fan of. That style of cuisine. You might find something you like. I I mean, I will try it. Yeah. But I will also eat before I go, so I'm not starving. Um, And also, I will give you all of my beer, so I'll be driving home. (laughs)
1: Listeners, if you're curious about that, it's uh, $55 taking place at uh, Morimoto's Restaurant at Disney Springs. uh, Taking place on December 2nd and should be a lot of fun.
0: That's like... That's actually really cheap for like it is, an yeah. iron chef thing. Uh
1: it's like sixty three dollars after automatic gratuity was added on, but uh still is a pretty good deal. Uh huh. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. All right. Let's wrap up, shall we? Yes. This episode of the Droid has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, $1 gets you into our Patreon-exclusive Slack team, where you can talk about this episode, pitch ideas at us, and talk about the news with us. It's all sorts of fun. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter with Mousetroid Show. Uh, Lane Winry is my handle, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Nancy is Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. Uh, Tashi uh, Station is the Tashi Station Network account. Uh, You can follow, um, you can, uh, er, sorry, uh, The Mouse Story is part of the Tashi Station (laughs) Podcast Network. Uh, We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Uh, So subscribe over there uh, to listen to us and subscribe to our mega feed to hear all of our great shows. Leave a review if you do like what you hear. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next month aboard the Disney Fantasy. Bye. Bye. Mountroid is a Tashi Station network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit tashi-station.net.